Welcome back to the Reading Blues podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the school community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. In this episode, we're in the sixth form department talking to director of sixth form, Katie Fatania. Now, Katie joined the school recently. You can probably tell from her accent she's not a local Reading girl. See if you can work out where she's from before she shares this with us all. But more importantly, we find out how she feels able to engage with people in the sixth form. We hear how Bluecoat is different to other schools and we explore the words educating the whole person to see if it's simply a marketing phrase at school. But we also find out how girls settle into sixth form life if they've joined from another school that's not co-ed, so one that's all girls. But come with me now as we step into this conversation with Katie Fatania. Katie, thank you for joining us on this episode of the School Podcast. How are you today? Thanks. I'm really good. Um, I've definitely been enjoying this Monday. I um, It's my birthday today, so oh, it's lovely. quite a different way to be spending it. And um, Well, first of all, happy birthday in that case. Thank you for being here on well, your birthday. You. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely probably one of the first birthday presents of the day. So I'm really excited to be here and uh, get to share my experiences. I've just come from my year 12s. We uh, got our hands messy with some beetroot and I was able to wash that off before starting the recording. So I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> what in the world were you doing with beetroot? We were looking at how changing the temperature affects the membrane. And it's because in beetroot, the color that the the dye that gives it that red color is within the cell itself. So the idea is that the hotter you make the water around the membrane, it mm-hmm. will release the dye into the water. So we've had varying colors of pink splashed all over the lab benches. <laughs> awesome. What a fun way to spend the morning, for sure. Now, Katie, we're going to be talking about a number of things on this podcast recording, all to do with sixth form life at Reading Bluecoat. But first of all, I'd love to understand a bit more about your own experience of school life, where you went to school, where in the world you went to school, and whether your school experience was positive or negative or or just kind of so-so? Well, I, um, as you can probably tell, I've got a bit of an accent. So I moved over to England from Canada about eight years ago. And on the whole, I had a really positive experience in school. When I was younger, school was very much my respite because like some of the students that we look after, things at home sometimes weren't particularly stable. So I found school to be really calming and just having a consistent presence in my life was really helpful. And so because of that, I always wanted to do really, really well. When I got to secondary school, I just continued to enjoy things and I really enjoyed the idea of getting to explore subjects in a bit more detail. And Mm -hmm. I also got to complete what's called French Immersion, which is a very Canadian program of school where I get to take some of my subjects in French and some of my subjects in English. So, for example, I did history in French rather Mm -hmm. than taking it in English. So I got to learn a bit more about speaking French on top of the content of the subject. Mm -hmm. And then I went to university at the University of Ottawa, which is in the nation's capital, and I did all of my degrees there. I did biology and geography at undergraduate Mm -hmm. and then did my teaching qualification there before I did Mm -hmm. my master's of education. And then from there, just hopped on the plane to Heathrow. And Mm -hmm. generally, as I say, it was a really positive experience all around. I I loved university, which is why I decided to do three degrees there one after the other. (laughs) Wow. Gosh. So what in the world brought you from Canada across to the UK in that case? 
initially I was just looking for a bit of teaching experience. It's uh, a weirdly common route for a lot of Canadian teachers to get a bit of experience abroad is to come to England for a few years because it's quite easy to get what's called a working holiday visa back in the day Mm -hmm. to work for about two years and then they can go back and apply for a job in Canada. And it's just to, you know, get a bit of, as I say, get a bit of experience, see a different part of the world, but not have to necessarily struggle with a language barrier or a large cultural barrier, for example. Mm. And what I noticed is that a lot of the people that I was studying my master's with were actually a good few years older than me and had gone abroad and then came back to do their master's. And I had seemingly done it in reverse. So I Mm. think hearing about their experiences about just widening their horizons, whether it was England or a different country, was something that really appealed to me. And England just seemed to be the right fit. And luckily, I had a friend from my master's program who joined me. So we actually came across together and spent the first few months working together in a new school before she moved on to a different school. And I stayed at my first school. Okay. And now, of course, you're at Reading Bluecoat. How did you even hear of this part of the country? Because I'm, I'm guessing that when you're in Canada, you, you didn't really know Reading as a town. So how did you end up here at the school then? So my, shall we say, British journey started back in Slough, which is where my first school was. And that was through an agency where they would connect teachers with schools that needed staff. So I'd started there and worked there for about four years. And then at that point, I was a permanent member of staff and was working I guess you could say on my own, I was no longer having to work through an agency and I moved to a school in Bracknell mm-hmm. where I sort of developed my career a bit, a bit further. And then I was there for four years when I discovered the job vacancy at Reading Bluecoat. And at that point, I'd become a bit more familiar with the area, having lived in Slough. And I spent a lot of my first few years in Reading just over the weekends, just for a bit of a change of scenery and getting to know somewhere a little bit different. But Mm. as you say, I didn't really know much about the wider school communities beyond the ones I had worked in and perhaps the ones that were quite local to where I worked. So Mm. it was definitely a new definitely a new experience coming to Reading Bluecoat and having discovered it. So when was it you joined the school then? So I joined in September 2021 so I'm still very very new um, <laughs> and had had my interview at the end of May it was just a day before May half term as well and was really really fortunate that I got to spend an extra day just getting to know the school once I'd been offered the job. I came back in June And then I got to see the school again on results day, just in a more informal basis. But it was really nice to get a chance to see things, especially with all of the restrictions that we were still working under at those times. I felt really, really Mm. fortunate to get to see the school and really get to know it before I started in earnest just over two Mm. months ago. Now, a number of the people listening to this podcast episode will have their own children. Maybe at home they have one, two, three, maybe four children, something like that. Uh, Here you are as director of sixth form with far more children than that that you're responsible for. Why on earth would somebody want to do that? I think you definitely have to be a very special personality, they say, to be in pastoral (laughs) leadership. And they also say you need to be an even more special personality to be a science teacher. So I must have some sort of very rare, extra special, slightly (laughs) insane, possibly personality traits. But I think I think my reasoning behind becoming a teacher and more importantly, becoming a director of sixth form is really about what school gave me. And as I said earlier, I really used school as a bit of a respite from my slightly unstable home life as a really young child. And then as I got older and things were stabilized, I still really loved school and just everything that it gave me. And I felt that it really gave me the right foundations in life. 
And mm. I've always said that I wanted to be that person for somebody else because every every school has children that need you, that need an adult, whether it's just mm. somebody to talk to here and there or whether it's someone for advice or just to share good news and bad news with. So mm. that's really mm. what drove me to be to be a teacher and as I say, be a director of sixth form. And in terms of looking at specifically the older students in the sixth form, I always mm-hmm. felt that I really responded the best to them. Even when I was teacher training, I, I was really fortunate that I got to train in my PGC equivalent year with a year 12 class and just the, mm. the interactions and just being able to help them in this really important next stage of their life, whether they mm. go on to university or other ones it was really quite rewarding. And I really enjoyed that, I think, the most of any of the years, just that aspect. It was so special and quite unique to the sixth form. And why is it that you feel that you're able to engage with pupils at that age more so than pupils in, I don't know, year seven or year eight? I think it's just a bit of the age difference, I would say. And I think it's also having acquired, I guess, a bit more experience in the secondary system Having said that, I quite enjoy engaging with the younger years, but it is a very different type of interaction, I would say. And so I think it's just about speaking about those next stages and really getting to share in that excitement of, you know, what university might you go to or what jobs are you thinking about going into and just sharing in that general excitement with them and making sure that they're ready to go, I think is quite a special thing and as I say it's a very good way to engage with any sixth form because any sixth former will have ideas about it so it's a really good way in to build a relationship with a sixth form. Uh, it makes perfect sense. So given your experience then of working in other schools as well what makes Reading Blue Coat different to those schools? Oh gosh I don't know if you've got enough time for all of the differences but it's it really is such a unique place here and I think one of the things I've noticed is just the confidence in the young people. And you can tell that that is very much a product of their educational career. And just, they're just very, very polite, very confident, very well-spoken, have lots to say, and are genuinely interested in what you have to say as well. And I think that's one of Mm. the really big differences I've noticed. And they're very conscientious and always want what's best for them. And I think every now and again, I share some really novel experiences that I've had because I've had a fair share in the last two months. But for example, I had a student once apologize to me about the fact that they only got three marks out of six because they genuinely believed it was a three mark question. So it only written half <laughs> of what they had anticipated. And I just, okay. I actually stood there quite, quite awestruck by this because normally in, in previous iterations, I would have to chase a student, you know, for weeks after just to get a piece of homework from them. And, you know, here students are just mm. super duper conscientious and really want what's best for themselves, which I think is just incredible. And I think having a lot of opportunity as well is a really big difference. For example, having games and having activities scheduled as part of the school day, I think mm-hmm. is a really special thing with Reading Blue Coat because often they can be scheduled in different times and the uptake isn't quite the same. But here, it's very clear that that is an important part of the school day and it is as important as other timetabled lessons and just giving the students those opportunities to explore different areas of a curriculum that aren't necessarily traditional lessons, I think is really, really quite special as well. 
Now, the school's marketing department might sometimes use phrases such as, you know, educating the whole person. Now, I can't believe that you'd ever say that that doesn't happen, of course. But how do you see things like that playing out in everyday school life? What does that actually look like? To be honest, I think part of it is going back to what I just said. I, I think it's about not just nurturing that academic side of a student through the really you know, excellent teaching that they do receive. But it's also about having things like games, co-curriculars. But on top of that, there's also sports teams, clubs. There's something for everybody. And so it's about nurturing those sides of the students as well, which I think is really quite important. And I think it is really at the heart of the school it's it's not just as you say a marketing phrase it's in the school it's embedded it's lived every day so katie if you were a sixth former today which of those clubs and activities would you want to be immersing yourself into there's far too many to choose from i think that's another thing <laughs> i i would say if i think if if you saw me on games i would love to try rugby i think a lot of people would half expect me to pick field hockey because I was a very avid ice hockey player in my in my heyday, but okay. they're just not they're not quite the same thing. And um, as I say, I think rugby would be just so so much fun, and it's obviously really big sport at the school. And I think in terms mm. of activities, I would probably pick the one that I'm actually working with right now, which is the CCF. I was actually an air cadet back in the day for a few years, and I just loved it, and I loved the skills that it brought me, but also the experiences that I got to have. So I think I would probably still pick it, <laughs> to be honest. Mm. And you'd even go with that on days when maybe there's a, a, a drill happening and it's th throwing it down with rain or maybe it's a very cold day. I hate to say it, drill is actually one of my favourite parts of the CCF. So <laughs> you're really selling it to me here, Simon. But yeah, I think, you know, um, I think another kind of another thing is things like the weather. Something I've learned about living in England is that there's no such thing as bad weather, only I guess, bad outdoor clothing. Someone's told me once. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think I think I'd still manage to stick it out. Yeah. As I say, I, I think Joe's one of my favorite things that I enjoy because you're working as a team, you're working together for this common goal, shall we say, of having this sort of unity. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> and how does the weather over here compare to when you were living in Canada then? Oh gosh, it's it's very wet here, and I don't just mean on the days that it's raining. Mm -hmm. I I do know it's quite it's quite humid here, even in the winter months, for example. Far less snow, I would say, by by quite a significant amount. Mm -hmm. And what what really actually struck me the most was how dark it gets, how so early, because I think there's this common misconception that because it's not very cold or very icy and snowy you forget that you are, in fact, a fair bit more north than where I lived in, in Canada. So the mm -hmm. four o'clock sunset really threw me for the first couple of years. And unfortunately, I think still does to this day at times. But I would say that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah, I think a lot of people are generally quite surprised when they learn that the UK is further north than what well, the many of the habitable parts of of Canada. And, and I think quite often in the UK, we, we imagine that we're at a same kind of Oh, is it latitude or long? It's latitude, isn't it? As mm -hmm. somewhere yeah. like New York, but actually New York is on a par with Spain, and uh, and it's all a little bit different. So, so that that would definitely explain the early evenings here. Although a lot of people Absolutely. in this country do tend to quite like those early evenings, at least when they start from a novelty point of view. It can be a little bit cosy. If you're in, you get a real fire going. You can change into your comfortable clothes as well. I don't know how how you find that compared to Canadian life. I would probably agree with you on that point I think it does have its have its advantages and 
I think a lot of the same things would apply, not necessarily because it's dark, but because it's quite cold. So mm. absolutely, I think, yeah, when you do come home, the heat the heat is generally already on because I think if mm. we left our heating off during the day like we do here, we'd have some serious problems with our pipes. But as I say, I think a lot of the same logic applies, you know, having that sort of that warm, you know, this warm, comfy clothes, a warm blanket, you know, mm. uh, a hot cup of tea, perhaps even. And I would say, yeah, it's definitely very much the same in that respect. But as I say, just different reason, I guess. Hot cup of tea. I love it. You're a proper Brit here now, aren't you? Absolutely. Katie, quick question on the fact that sixth form is co-ed. How important do you think it is for schools to be co-ed in 2021? I think it is quite important because we don't live in, shall we say, you know, separate societies. We don't have societies where it's strictly males and strictly females. And so I think it's really important for our young people to have that exposure quite early on so that they are able to navigate this integral nature of society from the get-go rather than perhaps trying to work from it a bit later on and they might feel a little bit more set and comfortable with a particular way, which is something that we sometimes see in sixth form because we have young people that join us from for example, all girls schools or other all boys schools and then come into a sixth form that is co-educational. So mm. I do believe it is quite important because, as I say, it, society isn't isn't separate like all boys or all girls schools are. So it's just really nice for them to have that opportunity from early on and be able to navigate mm. those with the right support from the teaching staff and other staff as well. Tell me a little bit more about this. I'd love to know how girls settle into sixth form if they've come from another school, which is all girls. What evidence do you see of them settling in quickly into sixth form life at Reading Bluecoat? So we do quite a lot with them leading up to them coming into school. So we give them lots of opportunities to come and see the school, to meet other new students, and at times to also meet the year 11s that will be moving up to year 12 so that on the first day it's not a complete shock. And we also do a bit of work with them once they're actually at the school. We get a chance to check in with them to see how things are going. And generally, we look to see how they're settling in by are they, you know, are they have they made some friends? Are they talking to other students, whether that's other girls, whether or not they joined together from the same school or are they talking to perhaps some of the boys that have come up from year 11 Mm-hmm. How involved are they getting outside of the classroom? So, for example, what clubs have they maybe signed up for or what activities, what games, etc.? Are they doing any mm. lunchtime clubs? And just also, you know, how do they look? Do they look happy? Do they appear happy? Mm. How are they doing in their lessons? You know, what would their teachers say about them? And sometimes we just ask them, you know, and say, how, how are things going? How are you doing? How's your day been? So mm. I think we take a collection of data, shall we say, to to mm-hmm. see how they are settling in. And on top of that, we do also offer a buddy system of sorts so that they can start talking to some of our current sixth formers before they even Mm. set foot in September. So we often try to pair a new year 12 girl with a year 13 girl who's, you know, been around for a year and can, you know, talk to them about Mm. their own experiences and just help them navigate the new campus, the new way of life, etc., Fantastic. I I think buddy schemes like that are great. And quite often you see those in the workplace as well. So it's great to see that happening in a school environment, too. I think it's had quite a lot of success because every 
student that I've asked has said, you know, I've, I've said to them, how have you been getting on with your buddy? And they talk about, you know, texting each other, sending each other messages. Sometimes they'll see each other when they're at school. And so it's nice to see that it's also being used because sometimes, as you say, it can be a great thing in sort of theory, but I'm glad to see that it is also working in practice, which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned as well that you're a teacher of science. Do you see yourself more so director of sixth form or more so a teacher of science? Or is it like a 50-50? How does that work? I would say having moved now to Blue Coat, given that my teaching allocation is a bit lower, I, I would almost say the balance is slightly tipped more towards director of sixth form, but I mm. teach enough to still feel that sort of just teacher of science. So I would still say definitely both, but I would say that the balance is slightly tipped more towards director of sixth form. But then having said that, I've got days where I teach, you know, start to finish throughout the day. So those days, I definitely feel a lot more like a teacher because mm. I, I barely mm. see the sixth form on those days because I'm in the classroom. But then there's other days where I don't have as many lessons and I am mm. pretty much exclusively in the sixth form office or just wandering the campus trying to you know, look after various things. So I would, I would definitely say not quite half, half, but as I say, I think it depends on the day you ask me. Mm. <laughs> that seems to make perfect <laughs> sense. And Katie, possibly the most important question, how do you plan to celebrate your birthday tonight? Well, I have got a riveting evening planned with your nine parents evening. So <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. But luckily, I had a really lovely weekend in London just a few days ago with my husband. Mm -hmm. So that was quite nice. And in fact, turns out that I also ran into one of our students there who was seeing the exact same Broadway show as I was two rows behind oh, wow. me. So, wow. you know, we truly are a community. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which show was that am i allowed to ask absolutely yes yeah. so we went to see mamma mia it was the oh. second time that i've seen it first time i saw it with my mum, but my husband had never seen it and knew that i quite liked avid as demonstrated by the fact that our five-year-old now knows a significant number of songs and he surely doesn't play them in the car so i think he worked <laughs> out where they had come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that seems to make perfect sense. ABBA is fantastic, of course. Mamma Mia, fantastic. Out of the films, do you prefer number one or number two? Oh, slightly controversial. I do actually prefer the second, but I think it is down oh. to the soundtrack. Yeah. And also, funny enough, that was actually the first of the two that I saw. <laughs> So I, oh, again, really? did it did it in reverse. It seems to be a bit of a theme with me as well. Yeah, so. yeah. And favourite ABBA song, if I asked you that, what would you say? I would say Super Trooper. That's probably my oh, favourite. Okay. And luckily right. they and they have it in the first show as well. But it's a slightly muted it's a strange version, version. Of it, shall we say? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very odd version. I'm not quite sure I get on with that version of Super Trooper, but never mind. Katie, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But if anyone's heard anything and they wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Best way to reach me is to just drop me an email. So my email is klf at rbcs.org.uk. And I would love to hear from anybody who has any questions or wants to talk more about anything they heard today. That would be amazing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here, especially on your birthday. Thanks for giving up your time <laughs> and revealing to us what it's like being director of sixth form at Reading Bluecoat. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. So that was Director of Sixth Form, Katie Fatania. Thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast, Katie. So good to hear from you and thank you for giving up your time. I trust you did, in the end, have a good birthday evening. Now, if you have any questions regarding Sixth Form Life at Reading Blue Coat, then just email Katie Direct using her email address, klf at rbcs.org.uk, and she'll be able to help you.
But our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.